Welcome on in, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Good morning to you fine folks in Edinburgh near and far. This is the morning after. I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside the Monday, Wednesday, Friday guy, uh, Tubby, here in studio with us. And finally dressed, I may say. I, uh, I normally am the one that is the better dressed of the pair, of course, with my TV obligations and the like, often on a tie and sometimes full suit, but Tubby, and if any of you know Tubby, right? try to picture this, Tubby is in a full suit and he also has a, a, a clip on the tie as well. Right. I suited up. I took Barney Stinson's advice and I suited up, son. Unbelievable it's a job. Big day. It's a big day for me. It, it, it seems like, and there's no hat either. I was really thinking you were going to go with the, the raggedy Cleveland Browns hat with the suit. No, but I I do have one. I mean, you got you got the good shoes on. I got the good shoes. You got the socks. I got the good socks. Because you know what Fenner does? Fenner wears like like Nike high top like black Chuck socks. Taylors. Like, <laughs> well, no, he wears like the black socks, like Nike like basketball socks right. with the dre- with the dress shoes, and I'm like that's a violation. But he Tubby, I do have the one complaint is the tie. The tie is very, it's very old school. It's a Jerry Garcia original churchy tie like it's not it's not a hip tie i think you could improve on your tie game but you okay. know what you probably dusted it off you probably had to go searching and to find it just to wear it today no actually i got it um last year my wife got it for me for a gift for father's day i actually got a tie on father's day oh that's that's unfortunate well it was like the first time i've ever gotten a tie. like i'm not a suit guy everybody knows that i'm not a right. suit guy and uh going into last semester when i had intro to public <clears throat> speaking of course, you had to dress up a little bit. So, you my don't have wife. To. There's nothing that says you have to. In the syllabus, it does. If it you did? have, the, if you have a certain professor, it does. Oh, mine. When I took public speaking, I took it at a different institution. You did not have That's to do why. such things. Uh, but anyway, I, when I first saw Tubby, I, I did have, I did ask him who died because I was concerned because he normally does <laughs> yeah. not do this. No, my my family is is well and healthy. Good, good to hear. Um, so good stuff to get to today with. Uh, Tubby here in studio from 9 to 10 this morning with yours truly on the morning after. EdinburghNow.com, the tune-in app on mobile devices. We got a lot of... Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about playoffs. We got Borough Volleyball and Borough Women's Soccer to talk about the postseason. And uh, a lot of good action, a lot of good news to share with you folks here on... The dial and uh, for the ladies, women's volleyball. We'll start off with them. Last night, right here on Fighting Scots Radio and ETV, all part of the Edinburgh Sports Network. Man, what a showing that was in Macomb yeah, Fieldhouse. Did. did you tune in for that? They left no doubt. Yeah, I did, and they left no doubt. They they none really did not. The defending conference champions, the Vulcans, coming in on an eight match winning streak, including their regular season finale win. Over the Fighting Scots just this past Saturday, didn't seem to matter last night as the Fighting Scots won in straight sets, 25-10, 26-24, and 25-17. Now, Tubby, did you tune in to watch or to listen? I listened. You listened? Could it, now, my question is, did it come through on the airwaves how loud that Macomb Fieldhouse was last night? It was rocking. It was unbelievable. It was the crowd, I think it was announced just under 500 was the crowd going into that one? They they were giving out rally towels. It was, it was insane. 
the, the crowd that we had that night. And it really, what really got fueled the fire with the crowd is an official on the far side, or four officials for the postseason, on the far sideline, made a very questionable call saying that an Edinburgh kill attempt was out when I think it was in. Now, he was right there. So I'm going to, you know, he's the official. Defer, he's the ref. But I question that call. And that, I saw people standing up in the crowd, just screaming. And then Burrow gets a kill on the next sir on the next point, and the crowd just goes wild just because they get the point back because right. you know they they think they got they got screwed out robbed, of one before yeah, robbed out of jobbed out of the first one. <clears throat> so anyway, Edinburgh did not matter whether that point or not. Just cruised to victory in that quarterfinal last night and moved to thirty-one and five overall. And that is the most wins for an Edinburgh women's volleyball team, Tubby, mm-hmm. since your golden years, 1990, when that team scored or that team won 33 contests. Wow, unreal. Exactly. I mean, you you look at the you go back and you look at the the box score. I mean, it it's definitely one sided. I mean, there's there's no doubt. You look at the kills. First set, Edinburgh had 15. Next set they had thirteen. Third set they had eleven. To a, to to California as you look at them, and they had three, nine, and six. Overall, one service ace for the Vulcans, twelve for the Fighting Scots. The only good thing Cal could do, and this is something Burrow might need to have to clean up, is is Cal is a very good blocking team. They logged ten blocks last night. A couple of them coming in some crucial situations, especially that close second set, 26-24. And Edinburgh had just four blocks. Um, But that second set, that was really where the momentum switched. Even though people just looking at the scores would say, oh, 26-24, that was a close one. Cal was up 24-21 in that set. Edinburgh fought all the way back for five straight points to win that one. So that was match or excuse me, set point for Cal again and again, again. and again until the Scots knotted up at 24. And then they just went on to take that set 26-24. But that was that was really the point. If you had to pick a point where it where it changed the momentum in the match, that was right there. I mean, the Scots had a cruise to victory in the first set, but Cal fought back in that second set. Burrow led most of the way. Cal fought back, looked like they were going to take that set, and Burrow said, "Wait a minute, we're, we're we're making quick work of you guys tonight." And I loved it. We did. They did that match in seventy three minutes last night. Seventy three minutes. Excellent. Which I was completely happy for because I had a lot of things to do last night in preparation for today. Right. And I was like. Ex- extremely happy we did not go to five sets because that we could have been there for another hour mm-hmm. if we did. But it was a great uh, job last night by the ladies, head coach Missy Sobaliski and company, knocking out the defending conference champs. And you could say, oh, well, they were just the fourth seed in the West, just sneaking in. However, a year ago when Cal won the conference championship, they were the fourth seed in the West that year too. Right. So they did the same thing, got hot at the right time, carried it into the postseason, and – Took it all the way to a title. Now, with this statement win by Edinburgh, does this not send out the call across the rest of the playoffs saying, hey, you know, we're here and we're the team to beat? I don't think, I mean, I don't think they really needed to do that. If anything, it helps. Edinburgh, put it this way the Western Division is eons better than the Eastern Division in women's right. volleyball. That's, we we that's, discussed that right, here that's at Nauseam. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a known point. So, I mean, you're the top seed in the West, and it wasn't close. I mean, yeah, you had some bumpy matches down the way, but you clinched that West crown essentially with like 10 days left in the regular season. So you won the West easily. 
you have 30 wins at the end of the regular season. You already knew you were the best team, not just in the West, but essentially the PSAC overall. And, I mean, this just cements that, if anything, because now they got to go, they're going to go play an Eastern Division team. So maybe it just says, hey, if anything, it might, it, might, it might shush some critics that say, oh, well, the Scots were stumbling down the stretch, you know, fell to Gannon, fell to Mercyhurst, fell to Cal in the regular season finale, you know, three losses in the last four matches to end the regular season. Mix a non-conference win against Ursuline in there. Right. But, I mean, they said, oh, you know, they didn't finish strong, but Latoya Hutchinson is, is injured. That's, that's a known fact. She's played last night, and she's played minimal roles in the final few matches here, but it was great to also get that straight set victory to save her to not have to play additional sets because you may need her coming down the stretch here in the PSAC tournament. Speaking of the PSAC tournament, moving along in it, now are the Scots, and now the uh, the final four is upcoming this weekend. They'll play it Friday and Saturday. Semifinals on Friday, finals on Saturday, and the top seed in the East hosts the final four, and that is the number one seed going in. One last night in straight sets, that is UPJ, um, Pitt Johnstown. So they will be the host for the Friday semifinals and the Saturday final, and UPJ won in. Uh, a sweep. There were three out of the four quarterfinals were in straight sets last night. Inter- interestingly enough, wow. UPJ swept Lockhaven, so and Clarion swept Gannon last night. So those two match up on Friday night at 7:30 at UPJ, and then Edinburgh swept Cal. And the only one that was not a sweep was Shippensburg beat Westchester in five sets, three-two. So the Red Raiders versus the Fighting Scots. That's Friday night at five o'clock. At the Sports Center, they call it, on the campus of Pitt-Johnstown. The first of the doubleheader that night. And then if the Scots win against the Red Raiders, they move to the championship on Saturday, which is a 7 o'clock match there. Unfortunately, none of those will be on any of our campus media outlets as we are already packed to the brim. We don't have enough equipment nor manpower to get to volleyball this weekend. You know, But that's, to be honest with you, that's like a good problem. It's not a good problem to have, but I mean, if you're going to have a problem, right? I mean, exactly. I mean, we would we. It's a good problem to have, I would say. Yeah, it's a good. Pro- I mean, no problems are good problems, I guess. But it's it's a, it's a, it's a good problem. But still, it's kind of sweet to have that many teams in the postseason <laughs> and with winter sports starting up. That we just there's just so much going on, and we can't cover it. Right, exactly. So, uh, as you said, winter sports are kicking off tonight. Uh, basketball gets underway here on the radio. The women got started over the weekend. They're 2-0 and already. The men get their season underway tonight. Slippery Rock comes to McComb Fieldhouse tonight in a good match battle for both the men and the women. Uh, men, or excuse me, women tip off at 5:30. Men tip off at 7:30. Pre-game coverage starts at 5:15. Mike Fenner with the play-by-play and Drew Patrick. Who? With the color commentary on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. And uh, normally me, I'm the color commentator for Borough Basketball. However, getting to our other uh, playoff topic for Borough Sports, the soccer team heading to the Sweet 16 in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And yours truly will be going on that bus today. So that is why I will not be here for basketball tonight. That's excellent, though. I am taking that seven-and-a-half-hour bus ride to Connecticut. Never been to Connecticut before. It's it's pretty up there. It's pretty up there? It is pretty up there. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. It's supposed to be all right temperatures. High winds I saw on Friday for game day, though. Yikes. So I packed a whole bunch of different stuff in preparation for that. And you have to pack for—I had to pack for a full trip. I don't know how long we're going to be there. 
because in the event the ladies win on Friday in the Atlantic Region Championship against the Stroudsburg at noon on Friday, which the breaking news, uh, of course, if you guys don't follow us on social media. We will have that game right here on 88.9, Fighting Scots Radio, EdinburghNow.com, and the TuneIn app on mobile devices with yours truly, flying solo, with the call from Bridgeport, Connecticut, from the University of Bridgeport, uh, noon on Friday. And uh, 11.50 pregame coverage gets underway. But if they do win that match, they will play the winner of Adelphi University and the University of Bridgeport, which is the East Region Championship, which is the second game at Bridgeport on Friday, and they'll play that game, which is the Elite Eight match right. of the tournament, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. So in the event the ladies win, we're staying up there. Right. So we, we're going to get there about 10 o'clock tonight. Easy day tomorrow. They'll practice, get acclimated to Bridgeport, Connecticut, get comfortable up there, settle into the Holiday Inn, which is where we're staying. Hopefully your hotel has a hot tub. I probably won't use it. Well, no, just because of the wind and the bitter and stuff like that, sometimes it's so. nice to have a good soak. Okay. Loosens up the muscles. Anyway. I'm um, saying, well, I'm old, and I look for that, so that's what I look for when I travel. We're not staying at an old folks' home, though. I know. I'm just saying. Okay. It's not a, it's not a assisted living in the place. Oh, it's not, it's not a convalescent home. No. It's oh. a holiday inn. Oh. Anyway. Um, and then, so then if we win, then we're staying on Saturday and just, hey, take another day to relax on Saturday, and then Sunday we'll play, and then we'll come back Sunday and then if we do win on Sunday, according to the schedule I got, we come back about 2 o'clock in the morning on Monday. And then I'll come back, be right here in the morning after Monday morning, hopefully. That's my plan. <laughs> to recap it all. And um, So I should, I should expect a text late Sunday night confirming. We'll see what happens. What's going on there? Because, I mean, after Monday, then no, no the morning after that next Tuesday, the 24th, right. and then we leave for home. So I'll be in Connecticut for five days, come back to Burrow for a day, and then I'm going back home for right. Thanksgiving. The amount of travel I've done, Tubby, in the last like two Oh, you weeks. have put a lot of miles. Harrisburg, Millersville, here. I was thinking, when was the last time I spent just a full weekend in the Burrow? I think it was Halloween weekend when Slipper Rock came to Sox Harrison Stadium. I believe so. Yep. It's probably last week. Other than that, you've been on the road eating fast food. Living the life, it's calling not, sports. It's not the life, I'll tell you that. Well, hey, you it's know what? Fun. You're it's going fun. up. You're going up to Connecticut, though. So just be sure that those ESPN guys don't try to kidnap you. Right. I'll make sure. As, as I, don't know, I don't know how close Bristol is to Bridgeport. I don't know. Maybe probably we can not look. that close. Well, can, Connecticut can't be that big, right? Right. No. I someone told me yesterday it's like three hours. You can drive from border to border east west. Three hours. Wow. I, I could almost run true. that. You cannot run that. I could run that. You could run for three hours. Yeah. I can run for three hours. Not fast, mind you. Not far, but... Maybe you could jog for three hours. But nonetheless, ladies are the fourth seed in the region. The Warriors of East Strasburg are the sixth seed. And they're actually, the Warriors are the lowest remaining seed in the entire NCAA bracket as, as a sixth seed. They're the lowest remaining seed in the bracket. And the combined six and four playing is the highest combined seeding, if you will, so a 10 overall right? Uh, in any region championship for Friday. Most of them are one, ones and twos. Correct? Most are ones and twos. There's a five and two I saw in one region. So the ladies, Bridgeport, Connecticut, hopefully for the entire weekend for the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, if they win all through that, then they go to the Final Four, I believe starts on December 3rd with the semifinals in Florida. Now that's the trip to get on. We'll see about that. So that's... Uh, Make sure you keep locked to that. Of course, Borough basketball tonight. 
with Slippery Rock, Mike Fenner, Drew Patrick, 5.30, Nothing on Thursday. And then Friday, I'll have you for women's soccer, noon from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Tune in to 88.9 and in the TuneIn app. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we got basketball once again with Kutztown coming in here and Mansfield on Sunday coming in as well, 1 and 3 o'clock for both of those. And since we always have to think ahead here at 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio, a meeting of the minds yesterday has decided that in the event the women win on Friday, for those of you that just are avid listeners of Borough Sports here on Fighting Scots Radio or just Borough Basketball, um, if they win, that Sunday match the the ladies would have would be Sunday at 1 o'clock. Sunday at 1 o'clock is a tip-off of the women's game versus Mansfield. Mm -hmm. So what we will do... Is I will we will provide the coverage of women's soccer from Bridgeport, Connecticut at one o'clock in its entirety. Once that is over, we will pick up Borough basketball from Macomb Fieldhouse, whether wherever they're at, whether they're done with the women's game and they're just about to tip off the men, or whether we're already started the men's game, or whether there's still some time left in the women's game. We will pick that up in progress with Mike Fenner and and Drew, not Drew, not Drew, Mike Fenner and most likely Mike Fenner. Mike Fenner and Mike Fenner. On Sunday, um, calling that action. Excellent. So that's what we'll do. We got you covered. We thought it all. We oh, thought yeah. it all out. We got it planned out. Don't worry. We try to provide your best. I mean, we were stressing about this, and we were trying to figure it out and trying to make sure we could provide the best we could right. for the borough campus, the student body, and the community at large to make sure we can provide coverage for borough women's soccer in their best season in program history. Right. So like the last little bit out of the peanut jar, we're maybe spread thin, but we're still covering the bread. We got it done. That's that's what we do for you here on Fighting Scots Radio. And we're going to hit a break here, a good 20 minutes into the show. Good Burrow talk. We've talked about Burrow sports each and every day this week, and I like it. Because there's always been something to talk about. I love it. It's it's a great time to be a Fighting Scot with a lot going on here this week um, with the playoffs underway, winter sports getting into full swing as well. We will come back and we will talk about Here we go brownies. Here we go. Here we go brownies. Here we go. Johnny Football. Yes. Is the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. We will get Tubby's reaction, we will get my reaction, and I'm sure a 35-minute debate will ensue. Don't go anywhere. It is the morning after just getting underway right here on Fighting Scots Radio. I love the start of this song. This is awesome. That's why I just have to let it go and play. Get you pumped. I mean, I'll probably get in trouble for it, but... Meh. Dude. Like, good sports talk shows have, like, intro songs into them. Right. We're not allowed to do that. We need to. Hey, what are you going to do? Right. I'm not in charge. No. Anywho. Back here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. That's Tubby. I'm Tyler Trumbauer here with you, uh, the premier sports talk show on Fighting Scots Radio. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, EdinburghNow.com, the TuneIn app, all mobile devices. If you want to listen to any of our stuff again or you missed some of it, check our podcast out on EdinburghNow.com. we got a catalog of all of our shows from these past months now here this semester, just down to the single digits, as Tubby says. Um, of course, my number just being cut a little more. Maybe I'll call in Friday morning for the morning after. Tubby, we'll talk borough soccer live from Bridgeport. That'd be awesome. In. I'll call in. Yeah. What are we, what, when do we do the show? 9 to 10? Yeah. Yeah, 9 so, to 10. I don't know why I just asked that question. but <laughs> I mean, it's your show, homie. 
I'm tired. And I, uh, I got it. And uh, yeah, so I'll probably get to. St- I don't know when we'll get to the stadium. I'll have to look at the schedule, but I'll call in. I'll be like, "All right, Tubby, let's talk about this." So you got to figure out how to how to work that system over there. I think I got it. I I, I, I know you struggled. I do. Anyway, I do. I ride the struggle bus every time I have to. Take so a maybe we'll do that, and uh, we'll keep you posted on 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 the show's uh, status for the upcoming days here, um, leading up to different things. So. But yeah, um, we are. Our last show is December fourth, so mark that on your calendars. Must listen for the next few days, and then our, we're gonna have no. Our, then our, our our last show before Thanksgiving is next Monday, so we'll come back, rack rack up, recap, wrap up. Can't can't combine those words. No. In uh, from the NFL's weekend and from Borough Soccer, Borough Women's Volleyball, Borough Basketball. We'll have even less time to talk about things on Monday. Exactly. And we'll then, try to we'll try to fit it all in. And then. Tuesday, no show. Wednesday, no show. Thursday, no show. Friday, no show. Back on Monday, December 1st. I want to say that is. I believe. Yes, first. Uh, second, then is Tuesday. And then so we'll, have the, we'll go the first through most likely the fourth. However, I have a feeling that I will not be here on that Friday, that Friday show. Due okay. to travel. Right. Just planning that out for you fine folks. So my last show might be on that Thursday. And Tubby won't be here for that. I may have to. If it's your last show, I may have to come in. <laughs> we might have to. We're just going to have a packed house. You bring in a cake, hopefully. Anywho. I'll bring in baked goods for you, buddy. Uh, someone who deserves a cake, who probably already had cake, and more. And more. Johnny Manziel is the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yep. It's about dang time. So... I, I guess that's your opening statement. Take, take it away, sir. What are your thoughts on Johnny Football I think now being a starter? And not just for this week, folks. According to the head coach, Mike Pettin, the rest of, of the, the season. season. I mean, that's key. Um, especially when you're looking at how bad this team has struggled. you got to see if the investment you made in Johnny Manziel is actually going to pay off. Or do you need to cut ties and go a different direction? And I feel that these next... Uh, upcoming opponents that they're going to be facing is going to be the true test. I mean, you look at coming off the bye week, we roll right into Monday night at home against the Baltimore Ravens. That's at 8.30. And then we have the Bengals next week at home, the Niners at home, which they could potentially win. Then we go up to Seattle versus the Seahawks, who have struggled. And then to Kansas City, and then finally at home versus the Steelers on January 3rd. I, I tweeted out the question last night. I said, so if the Browns happen to win out, finish these six games strong, okay. finish the season 8-8, eight and eight, mm-hmm. does that save Mike Pettin's job? I think, does Mike Pettin's job need to be saved? Personally, I don't think. I think we stick with him. But then again, the... Most of the media, the talking heads. I don't care about the media and the talking heads. I don't care okay. about what half the stupid, uneducated Cleveland fan base says. Well, I'm not talking about the Cleveland fan base. I'm talking about the reporters who are reporting on the daily. This is their beat. Okay, but are they saying that's the inclination in, in, in the facility, no. or are they saying that's their opinion? That's their opinion. Okay, see, they're not the general manager. Right. Okay. Who's also being called to be fired. Okay. They're not the owner. Okay. They're not in that front office of the Cleveland Browns. True. I don't think Mike Pettin's job should be a worry of his. I agree. 
even in games they lose, they are a more respectable team than I think they've been in a while, regardless of what their record shows. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Browns are more respectable as a franchise. They get more attention with Johnny Manziel, of course. Of course. But they get more attention. They get more respect. They, they, they do better things now than I think they've done in my entire lifetime. Which isn't that long, but yeah, I agree. Okay, 20 years. <laughs> yep. In 20 years. Yeah. That's not that long comparative to maybe your lifetime or maybe a right. lot of our listeners, but that's two decades. Yeah. Of and it's been a lot of, yeah, and it's been a lot of failure. And and you're right, and I think the way we stop the cir- the cycle is we keep this head coach and we keep the uh the general manager, we keep Farmer too. So so you're good with Johnny Manziel being a starter. Yes. I think he has progressed enough. I mean, in his last game, you know, last week, he See, was, now you flip-flop a lot on that. No, you I've always said. I've always said. I've said that he has progressed from where he was last year. I agreed with you that at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. McCown gave us the best chance to win. Now that the season is out of reach, now that there's pretty much no chance that but how we can make is a playoff. It, how is it out of reach? You just hypothetically said we can go eight and eight. Win, You go eight and eight. You might. Do you get a wild card slot with eight and eight? Depends. Who knows? In the NFC East, you could win the division at 8-8. Eight and eight. I know they're not in the NFC East. Right. But you don't know what's going to happen. We just saw the Cincinnati Bengals lose. What are they at right now? 8-1. and one. Right. So they, they suck and go 8-8. Eight and eight. They could lose out and go 8-8. Eight and eight. Stranger things have happened. True. True. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you don't know. Yeah. I agree. Eight and eight would at least put you in that wild card contention. Even if you're not the first two in, you could be one of the la- the first two out. It's it's a possibility. I mean, anything's hap- I mean, anything's possible. Is right. it likely? No. No. That's what I'm saying. And was it likely you were going to wear a suit today? No. Yeah. Not to the general public. Oh well, I knew it. Right. So you never know what's going to happen. Okay. I could have bet. My bank account, you weren't going to wear a suit today when I got up today. Right. I could have bet my bank account I was never going to see you in a suit. And I'd win $4.23. I have more than that in my bank account. Okay. So, <laughs> my point, on, my, my stance on Johnny Manziel, I don't know, I don't know why you do this now. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, okay, he's Josh McCown. He's been in and out of the lineup. He's hurt. Right. But you have, what, seven games left? Six. What are the Browns? What's huh? the record? They're two and... You don't know the Browns record off the top of your head. I, I don't know it off the top of my head, no. I'm sorry. You're, I, your I fr- fandom really just keeps going down every week that I talk to you. I know Okay, so whatever. They got six, seven games left until you figure that out. We'll be here all day. Right. Why not just let Josh McCown finish it out if he's, if he's, if he's healthy? And then in the offseason, don't have an open quarterback competition. Name Johnny Manziel a starter and say, Johnny, this is your job to lose. You need to do something stupid off the field. You need to look poor on the field. Or you need to be just completely out performed in OTAs, minicamp, and training camp by another quarterback in here. Otherwise, you will be our guy. 
week one going into 2016. Why do you not do that? Is it because Mike Pettin legitimately thinks his job is in danger if he does not turn things around and go and try to get the 500 before the end of the season? I think he need. I do think he needs to make that run uh, to try to get the 500, and I think you really need to evaluate because there's a lot of questions with Johnny. There is. Um, he's more likely to go to his feet and break the play open. To, Which can be problematic. Right. And he's not he wasn't seeing his reads down the field. He wasn't hitting his outlet guy, which last week he did a better job of. It's much improved. It still needs a lot of work. So I but I think if you invested that much money in a guy, you gotta find out going into the draft, can he be your guy next year? Because McCown isn't your future. We've right. agreed on that. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit long in a tooth. He can't carry your team. But Johnny was brought in here. Money was spent, and he was brought in here. His off Too the field, much money. His off-the-field issues, right, with his rehab and coming back in, I think that's a lot of the reason why they went with McCown, trying to ease Johnny back in. I think they had every intention before the rehab of going with Johnny from the start this season. Okay. And McCown being the backup. But with the rehab and his off-the-field issues and him trying to get right in the head, I think they tried to ease him back into it. And that's why they put McCown in. And, and again, so you think McCown's Johnny, performance gave you the best so chance So you think to win Johnny right was the guy from the get-go? It's just right. he got in his own way. He did. Hmm. I really believe he did. And I think he's starting to come around. I think he gets it now. I believe he's getting it now. I think he's trying. I think this one isolated. Uh, I don't know if he gets it. I think he realizes that he his time is numbered. The 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 novelty that is Johnny football is wearing off. Right, unless he starts stacking up some wins here. He's he's he never should have been a first round pick number one. Okay, if he's not Johnny football, if he's Johnny Manziel, quarterback, Texas A and M, he doesn't go number one, or he doesn't no. go in the first round. No. Yeah, if he doesn't have that Heisman Trophy. Doesn't, no, I'm just saying if he doesn't have that ego. If he doesn't have that, that Johnny football that swag. logo or whatever you want to say. Trademark. So, so Johnny Manziel, do you, say he goes, did you figure out how many games they have left? Yeah, they have six. Okay, they have six games left. So say that he goes two and four, next six games. Four plus two is six. Mm-hmm. I know you're checking that. You're good with is, him. You're good with him as the starter moving forward. If he shows progression, I mean, then you talk about. His well, what do you mean he shows progression? John Johnny Manziel is going to be Johnny Manziel. There's exactly. really not much you're going to change about him. You couldn't change Tim Tebow. You're not going to change right. Johnny Manziel. Right, but here, here's the thing that needs to change. Filippo, the offensive coordinator, needs to come up with a scheme that plays into Johnny's strengths. They haven't done that. They've tried to make Johnny fit their system. Now they need to flip it and make the system fit Johnny. If Johnny's going to be the guy for the rest of the season, let's see what DeFilippio can do with making the system fit Johnny and play to his strengths. That's what needs to happen. But that's not progressions. That's, that's completely just buying into your quarterback. Right, but I mean, there's, there's a... With every play, even though they fit the system to him, he's still going to have to make those reads. Right. He's but, still going to have to find his outlet guy. He's still going to have to have a little bit more of a pocket presence. I mean, granted, you want Johnny to do Johnny-like things and break it open like he did Sunday and try to run it in for a touchdown, which got called back to a penalty. But 
you know, you expect those kind of things out of them, and there will be those moments. But for the majority of the time, for like I want to say 75 to 80% of the time, you want him to be able to make those throws out of the pocket. That's what he's got to show. Show me that leadership. Show me that. So you just said you want him to make 70, 80% of those throws outside of the pocket or in the pocket? In the pocket. Okay. Did I misspeak? I, I might have. Did. I might have had a senior moment there. Because I was going to say, you just told me 20 seconds ago you want him okay. to go in the pocket, and you said, I want to make 80%. I, I might have misheard. I don't know. I might have misheard. I don't know what's going on anymore. Whatever. But you're tired. I'm old. This is how we roll. The. I just don't know if Johnny Manziel is ever going to be a franchise quarterback. I think he can be. I think the Browns will hold on too long, even if he's not. Right. That I can can guarantee you. Right. That even if he stinks, if he goes one and five in these final six games as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, day in and day out, they will st- he will still be a Cleveland Brown week one, 2016. Yeah, That's a guarantee. I, yeah, I don't think they can unload him. I mean, unless he, like, I don't know, some individual stats or something, they just lose the game otherwise. But I don't see any other team picking him up. I don't even know if they can con Jerry Jones into it. Jerry Jones was hot on him, too, and wanted him. You might be able to get Jerry Jones to do it because there is no one in this quarterback class, really, that's coming up. Well, I mean, Cardale Jones might oh, be a— God. Now, listen, Cardale Jones might be a steal come like late second round, early third round. I'm not saying he's going in the first round, but he might be a steal. That ain't true! He's not even the best quarterback on his own team. That's because it's a different system. That system oh, doesn't fit him. You are ridiculous. Am you I are ridiculous? an Ohio State fan. I am. That has no idea. Ohio State is not a good football team. Okay. I've had this conversation with Vic right here on this airways. Ohio State is not a good football team. Sure. You know what? We're going to hit a break. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about this. Okay. College football rankings came out last night. Yep. The second one. We'll talk yep. about that. The first four, two, first two out, the like. And we'll talk about Ohio State for a little bit. And we're going to wrap this thing up because you are an imbecile. We'll be back after this. Welcome back, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after our final segment here on EdinburghNow.com, the TuneIn app, uh, on mobile devices as well as on your terrestrial radio dial. Tyler Trumbauer, Tubby with you fine folks here on a Wednesday morning. Thank you all for tuning in. Check out our podcast out. Check out our podcast. That's what I should say. Mm -hmm. On EdinburghNow.com. Good stuff there. The like now, just because we got fired up in the, in the, in the uh, last segment. Right. About the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Ohio State Buckeyes. The Ohio State. I'll give you that. The Ohio State. Ohio, I mean, I, listen, when I went and covered wrestling last year at the National Championships, got a lot of respect for Ohio State. The, the, the fan base, they were a solid team. They, they were a first-class organization. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like their coach. What is it? Tom Ryan is their head wrestling coach. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, he's a good dude. The SID or, or sports information contact for re- for wrestling sat like the robo behind, like caddy corner from me. Talked to him. He was a good guy. So he was in the crowd. Was a big Ohio State crowd. They had a nice little section for Ohio State. But they're not a good football team this year. Okay. They're not a good football team. So, let's get to the college football top ten. Rankings released last night on ESPN in their Tuesday night show. Top five remain the same. Clemson one, Alabama two, Ohio State three, Notre Dame four, Iowa five. 
Six, Oklahoma State. Seven, Oklahoma. Eight, Florida. Nine, Michigan. Ten, Baylor. So the Big 12 sneaking in Mm -hmm. here in the playoff rankings. Quick, what's your thoughts on those rankings, Tubby? Top five remain the same. And do not say Ohio State needs to be higher than three. No. Because if you do, I will throw you out that door. No. And I said that before. I mean, in the lost in the lost episode last Friday. Well, it's not a lost episode if you would give me the thing to put on the, on online. Well, it's in, it's on the back computer. But See, anyway. So that's you because you got more important things to do than do this. I was trying to. Never mind. I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, no. I said before, until Ohio State loses, I don't care where they're at, but they... They need to be in the top four. They need to be in that top four simply because they're undefeated and they're last year's champs. Granted, it's not supposed to be about what you did last year. I understand that. However, comma, in order to be the man, you have to beat the man. If they lose this week against Michigan State, fine. Forget about it. Drop them down to 25 for all I care. But they're unbeaten. Returning champs. That's got to carry a little bit of weight. Until they're beaten. Go ahead. Fall asleep on me. I'm not. I'm just sitting here just in in shock. It does. Okay, listen. The committee. I don't quite understand the formula, the rubric, if there is one, for their decision making to create this rankings for the playoff. However, the way they say it, a few weeks ago they came out and said they take each week individually and they rank it by week. They say these, after this past week of college football, these are the top 25, or however long they go, best teams according to our rankings in the college football playoffs. Mm -hmm. Why should it matter that the Buckeyes won last year? It's college sports. Right. You have turnover. You have different players, different coaches, different schedules, everything. They're still unbeaten. Why would they not be? If they're still unbeaten, why are they not number one? To me right now, the man to beat is Clemson because they're the number they're one. They're 10-0 and had a tougher schedule. I agree with Clemson being number one. That's fine. Clemson's the man. You're not the man. Correct. You were the man last year. Correct. And you won the national championship Correct. a year ago. And Ohio State won, did what they needed to do to hoist that hardware in January. Correct. So congratulations to the Buckeyes. Which is why they're in the top four. I'm not saying they should be number one. They shouldn't be in the top they four. They need to be in the top four. These? Okay. Why? This, this Why should ha- Alabama at nine and one have more of a right to be there? Look at than who Alabama played. Why should Notre Dame, who has a weak schedule, be at nine and one and be in the top four? Well, I don't know about Notre Dame. But you're okay, in front then. Of Notre Dame. okay then. You're in front then, of Notre then Dame. Then that still leaves. Then that still leaves Ohio State in the top four where they should be because they're undefeated. Undefeated. Have not okay, lost. But Notre Dame, their only loss. Have not lost. I'm just throwing this out there. Notre Dame's only loss is to who? Clemson. Right. Right. Did you just watch that game? No. It was a close game. Pouring down rain. The worst conditions that a, a game ha- that has been at Clemson in years. Wow. Both teams had to play in the same conditions. I get that. And it was a close game for most of it until Clemson pulled away late in the fourth. So, you played your schedule you got, mm-hmm. and you narrowly lost to the number one team in the playoff rankings. Okay. 
Ohio State has snuck by some pretty weak teams. Has won. I get that. Undefeated. Has not lost. And they should has be in the lost. top. They should be there for that. They should be in the mix. But the fact of the matter is, I guarantee you that these people are thinking Ohio State, they're thinking more highly of Ohio State because they're the defending champions. Exactly. And that should mean nothing. No, it should. That was last year. Why are you they went undefeated Are you from... a Steelers fan because you keep bringing up the rings from the 1980s? No. Are you a Cowboys fan? You keep bringing up the Super Bowls from how long no. ago? No. Listen. It doesn't matter. No, if they haven't lost since last year, until you beat the man, you're not the man. But they aren't the man. Clemson is the one. They need a shot to defend the title because they're undefeated. So Ohio State should get a bye for 11 weeks, and they should no. Just, they should just be in the bye. They, they should need be in the title the, game because they're if the they would have lost Week One coming out of the gate, I would have said, "All right, forget it. They're not going to be there." But they're undefeated to this point, going into the two toughest matches that they have: Michigan State and Michigan. Outside of the uh, and they'll lose. Oh, one of them. Oh my I god! I guarantee you. Oh my god! Michigan's good. The hate with you is so strong right now. It's a stench. Just the, just the amount of haterade I can see in your eyes right now. It's unbelievable. It's, listen, I can see Ohio State's resume this year. I can see the argument for what they've done just in a vacuum-sealed area, just 2015, that they should be in the conversation for the top four in the college football playoff. Right. Because the way they make these rankings is if this season ended today and the playoffs needed to start, the top four teams would make the playoffs, I would be okay with Ohio State being in the playoffs. Right. But the fact that people are saying that, like you're saying, well, there are some people are saying they're being – well, disrespected. Why are they just the third seed? Why were they the fourth seed for a while? You know, I don't care. Okay, well, you, you know, it, it kind of depends on on your on your seeding who you're going to play. You might say, oh, we should be one. We could play the fourth seed too. You know. I think they can hang with any team that's in the top four. I know they can beat Alabama, Clemson. I, I I'd be a nail biter for me. I'd be nervous. What about Notre Dame? They wipe the floor in Notre Dame. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. One word, Bosa. Notre Dame's done. Joey Bosa. Done. Who? They had a triple team on him last week, and they still couldn't stop him. He still got to the quarterback. Three guys on one dude. They still couldn't stop Joey Bosa. I don't know who that is. Well, you should because he's going to go in the first round this year. All right. Well, I'll learn about him when it's time for the draft. Right. Well, you got that long bus ride today. I do. You can look them up. The I'm telling you. Okay, the only team. Okay, for really Ohio State's Ohio State, but the really the team that really shouldn't be there, Iowa, should not be as high as five. Ohio or, makes Ohio State's schedule look tough. Look up Iowa's schedule. Okay. Look at the cream puffs that Iowa has scheduled this year. Colin Cowherd on on Fox Sports talked about this, and I was listening to this the other day, and he was breaking it down. Iowa has played nobody this year. Read me off their read me off their schedule. I'm pulling it up now. What's Iowa's record right now? Uh, they're ten and zero. Right, so they're undefeated. So if they're undefeated. Why shouldn't they be in the top four? I don't know. You're not making a case for Iowa, but you're, you're saying right. Ohio State should you're be in there because right. they're Cause, undefeated. Because Ohio, well, yeah, 
because they're the national defending national champs. Darn right. So you're saying that they're better than Iowa because they're the defending national champs. But you said it really shouldn't matter because you're undefeated. And if, since no one's beaten you, you should be in the top four. Okay, they played Illinois State. Okay. They played Iowa State. Oh, I don't have time if you're going to go this slow through. But listen, right, to, Pittsburgh, listen to my North point. North Texas, Wisconsin, that was a quality opponent. Right. Illinois for homecoming. Yeah. Northwestern, that was a quality opponent because Northwestern started out the season pretty good. Maryland, meh. Indiana, meh. Right, so they played nobody, but they're still undefeated, okay? So they have a really right. weak schedule, and you're getting respect for five. I don't think they should be five. I think Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, should be in front of them. I can see Baylor maybe being there. I mean, no, Baylor's 10. But, I mean, Baylor has to play tougher competition week in and week out. Right. So, but here's I mean, my, here's I was my doing, point. I was doing their job. They're winning their games in their conference. They're going to be the champion coming out to meet. Right, but they make their schedule. Who cares? Like, I get you. I get you. Can you you can only play the games that are in the. These are conference opponents. But you. In the not, Big Ten. All of them are. You play some teams that are not conference. Penn State's in the Big Ten. They play Temple. Is Temple in the Big Ten? No. You can play teams that are outside. Right, but I'm saying. That schedule the, the big boys. What did you just say? If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Right. But here's my question to you. Ohio State is undefeated. And you said yes. to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yes. No one's beat Ohio State. So you're saying Ohio State's the man. Ohio State's a, a, one of the best teams in college football. Right, one of the top four teams, yes. No one's beaten Iowa. Right. Why is Iowa not in the top four? Well, the only difference between those squads, if you're looking straight by your logic of you got to be the man to beat the man, to beat the man, you got to be the man. The only difference between OSU-Iowa is OSU was 2014 national champions. So you're telling me that the national championship from last year doesn't make a difference in these rankings? I think it does, but I think there's also... Because that's the too only much weight, difference. There's too much weight given to Notre Dame schedule, too. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop trying to change. Why? I'm point. not changing you're it. You're dodging if we're my talk, point. If we're, talking oh, about, oh. if we're talking about undefeateds, and then you're looking at Notre Dame... At nine I'm not and one. arguing Notre Dame. I'm not arguing the rankings. I'm arguing Ohio State v. Iowa. 10-0, and 10-0. Right. And you're telling me, since Ohio State Buckeyes have not been beaten this year, right. that no one has beaten them, they should be one of the top teams in college football in the top four. They need four. to be in the top four, yes. So Iowa, no one has beaten Iowa this year, and you're defending their schedule saying, well, they're going to do what they need to do. They're playing their conference because they're teams. Because play, they're playing their conference right. teams, and they're I winning. I got that. I got that. But why are they not in the top four then? And don't tell me because they're giving too much weight to Notre Dame. Why are they not in there? Because that's exactly why. People could argue because they, they all be bow down to the order of the SEC. And the SEC isn't all that great. So then they take every other conference – and they hold it up against the great shining altar of the SEC to see if it can match up. I'm sorry, but the Big Ten Conference is not that strong. If the Big Ten Conference was a little bit strong and these teams were a little bit more competitive, we wouldn't have this discussion. What conference is Notre Dame in? They don't have one. They're right. independent. So what are you talking about the SEC Which means they for? get to pick their own. Th they play like the military teams for crying out loud. They play like Air Force. Right. And Army. Right. And Pitt. Right. Weak. And you're you telling me at a one-loss team, they're better than Iowa, who's undefeated, who's be and, they're, and should be in the same conversation of Ohio State, 
who's undefeated? You want to talk about weak opponents? Look at the Fighting Irish. Who get to make up their own stinking schedule? Can schedule anybody they want. And what do they do? They schedule military teams. That's a tradition. And pit. That's a tradition. I don't want to hear it. You're never going to hear it. That's a straw man argument. You're never going to. That's straw man. You're never going to. Come on. No, I'm just telling you. That's what they do. Come on. That's what they do. Come on. That's what they do. And you're telling me about Iowa's opponents? Come on. Get a conference, son. Step up and join somebody. Notre Notre Dame will never join a football conference. It's 10 o'clock. We got to roll. Notre Dame will never join a football conference. Exactly. And then they're always going to be. The redheaded stepchild of the NCAA, but it's not it's not hurt them this far. They've still been in the Rose Bowl. They've still been in the in the national. That's because they're ratings, because they sell tickets. Well, you just said the Big Ten isn't that because half the country decides they want to try to be Irish, and Notre Dame represents the Irish. That's all there is to it. You're right. We do got to go. That's all for us, folks. Today, the morning after. Uh, hopefully, may- back tomorrow. If not, definitely on Friday. We'll we'll figure that stuff out and we'll uh, post that on social media as this time goes along. Don't forget, Burrow basketball tonight. Mike Fenner, Drew Patrick have the call for you guys. Five thirty for the women, seven thirty for the men, and I'm going to Connecticut. As I got the call for women's soccer on Friday at noon right here on 88.9 EnbroNow.com and the TuneIn app on mobile devices. That's all for me this week. Hopefully I'll call in on Friday talk borough soccer safely from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Have a great day.